Welcome to Inside Out. Without prejudice or boundaries, this space is for raw and vulnerable conversations surrounding health, mental well-being, relationships, parenthood, and so much more. Our goal is to deliver a conversation that will educate and empower you through shared experiences told by inspiring and relatable guests. My name is Chris. I'm a wife, mum, and stepmom who is on a personal journey that cultivates a life of alignment and intention. I hope these conversations encourage you to do the same. Let's dive deep into today's episode. Welcome back to Inside Out, part two of my self-love series, a series of conversations shared with strong, confident and empowering women who are experts at flexing their self-love muscle. In these inspiring chats, each guest will share her experiences and journey with topics surrounding body image and self-worth. These women will be guaranteed to leave you feeling empowered and inspired. Today's guest needs very little introduction. She graced Australian television with her high energy and big personality in Married at First Sight's season six. She was the girl that brought the drama and the laughs and two years on, she is still bringing all the high vibes and plenty of laughs on her social media. She is a woman who radiates confidence and openly speaks about her experiences with body image in the media. I'm so excited to have joined me on the mic today, the beautiful Jessica Power. In this chat, Jessica shares her self-love journey and brings light to the recent events of body shaming in the media. She shares her relationships while being in the spotlight and how her earlier life has given her the resilience and self-respect to always rise above and be the best version of you. Jess also gives us the exclusive from the All-Stars Married at First Sight's reunion special where she somehow finds herself landed right in the firing squad once again. Jess is raw, vulnerable and speaks on parts of her life I know that you haven't heard before. So I hope that you enjoy getting to know the real Jessica Power in this very special episode. Jess, thank you for putting aside some time today to have this conversation. Now, when I initially came up with this concept of like the self-love series, you flashed through my head. I wanted you, I knew that I wanted to talk to you about this stuff because you are someone that oozes confidence, radiates self-love. So I'm really excited to share this chat with you today. I'm excited to be on. I was so happy when you reached out, but um, obviously you're one of my really good girlfriends, but this is like, this is big. These are big topics for me for, and you know, I have so much, so many young women on my Instagram that, you know, it's important to talk about these things. It's important to talk about it for everyone, men and women. So thanks for having me. I brought the confidence. I've had like two coffees as well. So who knows what could happen? I love that. So to start us off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, your family, and just a little bit more on Jess? Oh gosh, do we have, how long have we got? <laughs> <laughs> I well obviously I was born on the Gold Coast but raised in Perth. Um, moved back to the Gold Coast when I had when I swapped with Dan Webb from my reality show that I was on, Maths. Um, we broke up, but I'm still here. I'm happy. I've got family here. I live with my brother. I'm one of six. Um, my little sisters just had my first baby nephew. Congratulations, Auntie. Yeah, I know. It's so exciting. Um, I don't know. Just Jess. Jess is just everything. I have like 12,000 personalities and I, every day changes. But, you know, I'm just being me and I'm really enjoying it. Oh, good. 
it. I love that. You're very much your authentic self. So what you see is what you get with you, which I absolutely love. So just to give us a bit of a snapshot, what was your world like before gracing Australian television with your big personality, high energy, um, with your season six of Married at First Sight? What, what was you before that? Do you know what's really funny is that um, I just recently spent Christmas in Perth with my family and my dad's partner said to me, she goes, Jess, I remember you saying to me, even before the show, even before I knew I was going on the show or even going to apply for it, um, you said to me one day in the backyard, um, I'm not destined for a normal life. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not destined for like, my, I said, my personality needs to be shared with the world. And I said, geez, Louise, how confident was I back then? But so, you know, before the show, I was still myself, like that really big personality, you know, word bomber all the time. Like I walk into a room and I'm like, everyone knows I'm here. Um, but I was working a normal job. I, I, ha- I was an EA at a mining firm and I had like a long-term relationship. You know, I, ha- I was with somebody for five years and then um, I had another partner after him who sadly passed away while we, while we were together. Um and then, you know, then the show happened and, yeah, I, I think what, 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 what the turning point for me to actually apply was um, do I want to sit in an office every day for, like, the rest of my life? Am I happy doing this? And I knew I wasn't. I knew that I had more to give and, I mean, look, the show didn't really portray me the best but now it's opened up so many opportunities for me. So, I mean, the Jess before the show is still very much the Jess now, but just I just had, I guess, more of a normal life as in nine to five um, and my love life wasn't so bloody chaotic. <laughs> I wasn't in the media. Yeah. Did you feel like uh, before and after the show that you really noticed some friendships and that environmental factors of your friends and relationships with people and who you were previously connected with? Did you feel a shift in that when you left the show? No, um, not particularly. Like I have always kept my circle very small I don't believe in needing a thousand friends I think you need only the people that really matter to you and I have um my sisters and my brothers and my cousins were all the same age so they've always been my best friends you know and then I've only had very a small amount of close girlfriends and you know none of them after the show gave a crap about me being on a TV show or me being this celebrity and I'm doing the little air signs right now because I don't really look at myself as a celebrity and um, it, nothing changed there for me. Um, I did have my mum. My mum and I, ne- I never had a really good relationship growing up um, and she sold some stories on me, but I, we've moved past that now and, you know, here and there, like there there could be people, when I'm, you know what it was actually, sorry, mostly when I moved to the Gold Coast and I had to rebuild that friend group because I didn't have, I didn't know anyone here. I didn't have any friends here. I moved here for Dan and I had to really try to weave through the fake people that only wanted to be my friend because of like Instagram or media or because like I'm hanging out with Jess Power and then also dating it's now I need to sort of try to sift through it's through these guys to think like and I ask them I say do you want to be with Jessica Power or do you want to be with Jess Power because Jess Power at home on her own normal is is you know I'm a little bit more chill and I'm a little bit more relaxed and this person that I this persona that um, was me on the reality show that was two years ago as well that's not me anymore and like I don't, I don't, I don't want to be. I don't want to be in a relationship with somebody that wants to be in that big bubble and that you know um, 
chaotic life of media. So, that's, yeah, that's the only thing. I think the only thing, yeah, is it's, it's really affected my love life because, I mean, everyone has an opinion on me. So I cheated on the show, obviously, swapped. I had an affair and I swapped partners and that's a stigma that I'll forever carry with me, you know. It, it's the same with Lizzie on my season. She was um, called Fat by Sam and she will now forever be the girl that her weight is spoken about. No matter if it's if she puts on weight, if she loses weight, it's always going to be a topic of conversation in media. So with me, it's always guys. Jessica's just dating this guy. Jessica's dating that guy. And there's a slut shaming. And, you know, it's just this little stigma that's sort of come about. And, um, yeah, it affects it affects relationships with me. Yeah, and I feel like it would be quite confronting for the men that come into your life to not only be dating this beautiful, strong, confident woman, but then to be going, oh, well, she also comes with the media. She comes with, you know, my magazine article being written about her, you know, the online trolling and things like that. And then they suddenly get an influx in their inbox of all these people contacting them and making comments about them and you know, these men and what they look might look like and things like that. And that would make it really, really hard. I remember, Jess, when you just touched on actually um, your relationship with your mum, one of the first times I met you, how surprised I was and how much you really knocked down those barriers that I previously had held up because I was someone that sat on my lounge watching your your season of mass and just sitting there going I hate her no no get her off my tv I was so angry <laughs> on my tv they're being like babe it's a tv show and I'm like no this is not okay and then I met you and yeah. like you just broke down my walls and you'll and you just proved to me that you know, it was a TV series for a reason and it went really well for a reason. And you were basically like a main character of a show and you're like portrayed to be this version of you that was quite exaggerated what seems. And it's, I got to meet the real Jess. And when you were talking to me about your relationship with your mum and the truth behind some of those articles that came out at that time, because I was someone that had read them and Mm -hmm. I was just meeting you and you were like, this is actually what happened. And it really shocked me. And I just wanted, I really wanted more people to know you and like experience the real Jess because behind the flashy dresses and the TV series, you mm. best power and you're just a fun, loving, high energy, bubbly girl that just wants to have friends and have fun. Thank you. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, oh, like I just say to some people, you know, I get horrible and I get horrible messages every day. I've never let it affect me, but I just say to these people, I wish. I could meet you just to give you five minutes. And this is not me talking myself up. I just know that if I had five minutes with you, I would change your um, your idea on me because I am just a normal girl. Like I'm a normal young girl and I made some poor decisions on a, on a TV show and, you know, like I had no empathy levels to it, but it, like I'm just normal. <laughs> like I'm not, yeah, exactly. Like as you said, behind all the flashy dresses and and all of the, you know, the, the hair and the makeup, like I'm just a normal bogan girl from like Perth. <laughs> and yeah, so yeah, that 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 was um that was nice when we met because I remember you saying I had to meet you because I had this idea that you were just not a nice girl. <laughs> I know and I'm so glad that we met in that way and that I was able to be honest with you about that because it's definitely changed my my ability to perceive other women on in the social media space as well as on TV and things like that because now I'm just like well Carissa like take away the judgment it's a no judgment zone over here because you cannot trust what's put on a screen you know what I mean 
Even with Instagram, you know, like I could go and post a photo of me in a mansion surrounded by like Don Perignon champagne and say that's mine and it would be believable. So this is the thing with like the internet and, and, and reality shows is that you can't just, you can't, you have to be, you can't be black and white with it. You, you have to be able to see those gray areas of truth and, you know, editing and the, you know, once you've all your bad points are consecutively put together, of course you're going to look like a troll. But um, it's why I, it's why I'm, I'm so, um, I'm so myself and, and, and I don't hold back on my Instagram when I speak or when I, whatever I do, because I want people to see me and not to see like I I, I don't want to be this fake or like per- perfect girl on the in, on the internet. You know I'm never going to be a Martha influencer or one of those girls because I've just this is not me. So I'm more I think I, at the end of the day I find that people find it more relatable. It's more authentic and people appreciate it more. Yeah, totally. So diving right into your time on Married at First Sight, I know a lot of people to chat on this and hear all about this so just a little recap for those that weren't in tune with the show when it was happening you were married to farmer mick who was the polar opposite to everything i feel like you were looking for in a man nonetheless you gave it a good crack however you did stir the pot a little bit and ended up remarrying dan on the show which 100% 100% ruffled some feathers, especially female feathers in Australia. Um, people just seem to take it personally and you did become a victim to some really heavy online bullying and body shaming. Can you share your experience during this time? Yeah, look, um, when, when Dan and I were having our affair, I knew the level of hate and judgment that we were going to receive um, from the public because you could you watch I don't know if anyone listening to this has watched the season before mine but Davina did the same thing and she didn't even go as far as Dan and I did and that really um, affected every it affects only the, like not only their partners the group but also the public so involved and yeah these so the, you know the slut shaming started and then the um, the lies started as well, like you know, the, like when people would people would deliberately just go out of my way, out of their way to contact whoever it is I was dating to to just try and lie and 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 be like you'll be yo you'll be another ex boyfriend soon or wait till she cheats on you and like I just really want to like re, like reiterate like to everybody I've never actually cheated in a proper relationship and this is the thing. Married at first sight. I'm sorry. I'm trying not to laugh. I'm trying not to laugh. It's not a real relationship. No, you weren't not really with that person. <laughs> and um, yeah. So like, uh, look. When I first went before going on the show, I said to everyone, I said to myself, no matter what, I'm going to. No matter what, I'm. I'm only going to stick to the opinions of my family and my friends, and I'm not going to let anybody else's negativity, uh, negativity, sorry, um, affect me because that's all that should matter. And I've really stuck to it. And I'm just really lucky that I do have a hard skin and that I am resilient with things like that. But what scares me so much is that the words that people use on the internet, like um, I got a message the other day saying, and this is, you know, two years on, this is still happening. I got a message from this girl. I think it was a mum actually saying, um, you're such a, I don't know if I can swear in here. She said like, she's you're such a um you're such a whore you and your duck lips you you fake looking bitch like it's disgusting it keeps going and then she said I I hope you die and then she goes I would fly to Queensland to personally carve whore into your graveyard into your gravestone 
And I just wrote back really, like, I'm never nasty. I'm never nasty. I, and sometimes I just ignore it, but I wrote back and I said, look, I really, really hope that one day you have a daughter and you realise that, you know, how protective of that person that you are and you realise that the words that you use on the internet are disgusting and I hope that you find the love that you're so desperately needing because if you're coming on the internet to try and bring somebody down, like, that's not a woman. Like, women should build one another up and... But these sorts of messages scare me because, like, if, if, if I was a young girl that had a poor home life, was being bullied at school, had no, oh, my boyfriend's just broken up with me and I'm taking it roughly, and I came home and read these things, this is why people kill themselves on the internet because it's so powerful. People don't understand the power of their words and it's horrible. And then the body shaming, you know, I obviously... Uh, when I was on the show, or like I had a poor diet, and there's and every girl, I'm sorry, every girl in the world, no matter who you are, no matter how much you exercise, has cellulite. And there was a photo that came out of me and Dan, and I was in a bikini, and like the lighting was really, really bad, and the photo was taken poorly. And like I looked at my bum that the next day, thinking I don't have that much cellulite, but it was so bad on the photo, and I just got dragged like viciously and really really nasty and by women as well and and you know it really really upset me like I really felt for once in my life not confident in myself I felt insecure and I've never been an insecure person and I hated that so much and like you know then people will bring up my lips and then they'll bring up my 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 um you know Botox or they'll bring up my body like I'm either, I'm either too fat or I'm either too skinny or my hair looks bad or my hair looks better longer or or, you know, like um, your lips are too big, your lips are too small. Like as women, we already have so many insecurities that we don't need to point these out to each other. Anyway. 100%. And I just think that if you're, whatever you're doing to yourself and your body, that's in your control. You exactly have right. the right to do whatever the fuck we want to do with our lips, our Botox, whatever yeah. boobs, whatever you want, go and do it because you get one life. And if you're choosing and it's your choice, then yeah. it's no one else's business and their opinions. Yeah. Like I understand how hard that would have felt at that time. Like you would have felt really bad, you know, because it's not you. You don't. You didn't think that of yourself. But I didn't go out in a bikini for like months. Yeah, and and that's sad. Like that people stopped you. You know, they did. They they took over your emotions and they took control of what your choices were every day. Like going to the beach and wearing a bikini. It just should never be a question for a woman to go and make those choices because let's face it, if it was a bad angle for, I think it was Dan, you just said was in the photo with you. If it was a bad angle, bad lighting and Dan looked a bit uncomfortable, he wouldn't have given two shits. And like, you know, it's a little bit different because blokes wouldn't have been commenting on his weight or his weight gain or his weight loss. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the thing as well. Like, like that's a really good point, Chris, because like, I feel like men don't do this to each other. We we should just like it's like I don't know like I used to be real self-centered really like all just about myself I I had low empathy before the show the show's really helped me to mature and to be more self-aware and to be kind and caring and I just think for now I could never speak I could never talk to a girl like that I could never point that out and that's something that it would be positively like you know like you know um you know, like how are you feeling or whatever. Like, and then if they, they if, if it's brought up by them, then you can speak. But never want to go. Oh, look at your ass. Oh, look at your thighs. Like, oh god, your lips are too big. Like, you know what? If you've got green hair, pink hair, yellow skin, dark skin, light skin, fat, skinny, like 
whatever it is, if you feel beautiful in yourself every day, you look at yourself in the mirror, if you've got the most Botox and you look like a plastic doll, your face doesn't move. But if you feel beautiful, that's all that should matter. A hundred percent. That's what I think. Like, you know, if you're confident in yourself, if I want to go and get like 2,000 milligrams of Botox in my face, I will. <laughs> and you, you have a right to do that. I just think that we need to stop giving these people airtime that do put others down, especially on social media, because at the end of the day, they're not coming and knocking on your front door and saying it. They're not yeah. you at the shops and you walk past someone and they're like, oh my God, that's that chick that looks like this. Like no one's saying it to your face. Yeah. And half the people that say things on to me on the internet, I could guarantee you would be people that would ask for a photo when I'm out. Yeah. That interesting. So it's just, yeah, it buckles me. But people people feel confident behind their keyboards. And it's something that I'm so, um, I speak about a lot because I don't feel it's a world or a society that I would want my children to be brought up in. I don't want my nephew to be brought up in. And I don't think it's for anyone. Like I don't want anyone ever to feel, you know, like endanger themselves with words yeah. from people that don't matter. And I think so too, like it, seriously just says so much more about that person than it does you it definitely does it definitely does and like and you know what the thing with these trolls is you never win you know like sometimes I bite back and and I used to get real like sassy and like sort of you know bitch like a little bit bitchy and that's all they crave they crave that like response so now I either just delete it swiftly or I or I reply back kindly because you know I do have so many young women that look up to me on my platform, and if I'm on there slagging another woman out, like I used to do it after the show, I used to do it all the time. I used to, my to my co-star, Cyril, I used to slag her out all the time. I couldn't stand it, but now it's like you know what? I don't even care to be like that person, and I, I want I want people on my on my platform, especially the young you know, you know the young girls or the young men even that to see a, a, a positive role model to, to other people and that being kind is important and, you know, being bitchy and the popular one and the, you know, the better one, it, it's, it doesn't get you anywhere in life. It, you know, you're not happy in yourself. And and I just look at people that speak like this and I just think hurt people hurt people. And if you're hurting inside, then, you know, you're going to project that out to other people. But it's just, it's not fair. And it's something that you should just realise and try to help and fix and, you know, um heal that's something that I've always really admired in you being so capable of reflecting on the person that you are now and how much you've grown and just looking inward and saying well hey yeah I did do this in the past and this is how I did act or speak and now I've grown through that and I don't want to be that person anymore and you it's it's almost brave to come out and say that so confidently and and you have always owned who you are and either either version of you you've owned both and I love that about you so it's something I've always definitely admired in you as a person so it's it's important doing that (laughs) so you did mention before about putting yourself openly on you know out there on national television has impacted some of your relationships can you share a little bit about this and and how you go navigating new relationships coming into your world and how that's affecting them now yeah, so, I mean, look, I did the typical reality star and here I am again with my little, like, like hyphen stuff um, thing and I dated reality stars and I dated, you know, a footballer and, you know, I tried, I tried to go down that lane of because I thought that would be easier 
Um, and then you just sort of find, and I'm, and I'm not going to name names because like I, I am really good friends with a lot of my exes, but you know, with reality stars, when you date another reality star, <laughs> somebody that's, you know, a few seasons or whatever before you, or a show that was on not long, like a little bit um, before, before yours and their little stardom sort of starting to die down. I found that, you know, people like, it's not a genuine relationship. People, I found that I was sort of being used a lot for media, obviously being the controversial one, two years on, I'm still in the headlines every day. I'm still having things written on me. There's still paparazzi that sit at the back of my my freaking house in the golf course. (laughs) So like, you know, I, I, I found that that's where I, re- I really sort of was aware of like, okay, like maybe people don't want to be with me just because I'm freaking awesome. Like maybe they want to be with me for their own personal gain. So um, what I do now is just, I just sort of like really get to know the person before I date them. Understand, like you can, you can tell when somebody wants to be with you for your Instagram or just power or. They want the trophy girl on their, on their arm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, people, like people, you can I can see it really easily now, but I, I used to not be able to. And and what I found is, is is dating the guys that are just normal people. Like my best friend said to me, she, like normal people, and that sounds bad. I, I mean normal people that aren't in the media eye. So like just a general public, I guess. You know, and my best friend said to me, she said, Jess, you're never, I, you always, you will always settle down with someone that's just normal, not um, social media famous, not reality tv famous just a normal humble guy you know that has a little bit of crazy in him because I need it (laughs) but um so yeah like I had like obviously a great relationship with my ex Jamie um and he was so normal and our relationship it fizzled out for its own reasons nothing to do with me nothing to do with my social media nothing to do with anything and um I think yeah I think Jamie um, is really probably our only person at the moment in, after the show that I've dated that has just been with me for me. Yeah. Um, which is, and, you know, and as everybody knows, because it's all over media whenever I go on a date with anyone, um, I've been through a lot of, like, I've been through a lot of guys. That sounds really bad. I've dated a lot of guys. <laughs> you know what I said the other day on the internet? I said, bloody hell, just because I go on a date with a guy doesn't mean I sleep with everybody. But, you know, I've, I've had to really, like, kiss a lot of toads in order to find just, like, one good print. Isn't it funny if any of the guys were talking about all of the ex-partners they've had from the show, like, if they were all going on dates with girls, they don't want to be asking them the same question, would they? Or judge no. them, you know what I mean? So, like, what the fact that you've had relationships doesn't deserve any form of slut-shaming or judgment from anyone ever. Exactly. And like I say, I'm, like, I'm... I'm a, I'm 29 years old now, just turned 29. I'm a young girl. I'm explore. I, I I'm I'm dating. Like that is so normal, and it's just unfortunate that everything I do, it, it gets put in the media, and then you know, even if it's not a relationship, it's Jessica's new boyfriend, and then a little write up, and they've got nothing to write about because they don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we, if that fizzles out, which you know is so normal, Jessica's broken up with another boyfriend, and. Then if then there's that then there's like that steady monthly flow of like slut shaming for, until everyone sort of gets over it, you know. Totally. So I'm just trying. What I've learned as well is just to keep sort of everything of social media. Like I used to just be, I used to just share. I share. I'm so transparent with my followers that I just share too much. And what I found now is that the best thing for my relationships is to keep it off social media. 
because people ruin it. <laughs> the media ruins it. And and when and if I'm dating somebody that isn't used to this world, like it's a lot. Like they start getting followers, they start getting articles written on them. Um, and then if I break up with them, then they get like an influx of hate. Um, it's like they get their own little fan base as well because I'll get messages from their little fan base that they haven't gotten before me saying, can't believe you've left him, rah, 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 rah. It, it's, it's, oh it's a crazy, crazy world. Like we're such a loyal bunch, us Australians. We, <laughs> once we love someone, we love them hard and if they do any form of wrong bias, we're like, oh, you are not okay and we just slam them and I just, I hate it because it's like everyone is entitled to be themselves and live their own lives and make their own choices and if we, we don't have to like those choices but we, they're not ours to make so we need to let it go. Exactly. And if like, let's just say I wouldn't, but like if I wanted to have 20 boyfriends in one week, how's it affecting you guys? How does it, how is it affecting anyone else? That's my, that's my prerogative, my, my, um, whatever I want to do. So butt out. A hundred percent. So tell but me. They're not going to, no, they never will. I just like to say it. They won't. But tell me, are we dating anyone right now, Jess? <sighs> <laughs> everyone always wants to know this um look I there is somebody like special there obviously obviously I say like I've always got someone there <laughs> so look he uh, look I've taken a lot of time uh to be sort of single and I've, I've realized that my relationships sort of fall through because I wasn't really in love with myself I think for a long time so I've done a lot of like soul searching and a lot of like just being me and doing things that I love and finding myself as opposed to just burying myself into another relationship because, like my psychologist said, you know, you need to love yourself, Jess, before you can love anyone else. And, yeah, so, yeah, so there is someone, but we're taking it really slow and it's it's, it's very, very early, early stages and he's so cool, he's such a nice guy and he's just, you know, like, like the other day, um, I went to a birthday party with him and I rocked and I, and I came into the house and I hadn't said hello to anyone yet. And he just like grabbed me and put, like gave me a big hug and he didn't like kiss me or anything. And he just looked straight into my eyes. This is so cringy, but it was like, Ooh, I mean, he's like, he's like, you look so beautiful tonight. That was like the first thing he said to me. And I'm just like, not used to that, you know? And I think it's really nice to be with someone that's just a nice person and doesn't want to be with me because they think I'm sexy or you know, just because you're so hot or like, I, I generally, he looks at me like, you know, how I'm, how, that I'm special. I don't know. This is so cringe. <laughs> oh God. But yeah, he's cool. Loved and everyone wants to be loved for who they are. So it would be beautiful if you found someone that loves you for exactly who you are, you know? Yes. Yeah. And, and I've known him for a little while as well. So it's not like he already knows the whole world I live in. He knows everything. So it's not like, I'm not getting my hopes up to be like, oh, I'm always going to find out soon what it's like and then break up with me or it's too much. He already knows, you know, so it's, it's good that he's, yeah, that he's like that. But we'll see where it goes. It's taking it slow. And as I said, I keep things off social media now because it sort of just helps. He's been on there a little bit. So if you guys can guess who it is, you get $10. I'm just joking. <laughs> but, yeah. 
just um, going back to when you were going through the experience of all that body shaming and things going on in the media, what, mm. because I know a lot of women do go through this now and they're not even in the media, it's just like body shaming online, especially on Instagram, women hating on each other, women commenting rubbish on other people's page. Like they might have 10,000 followers, they might have 2,000. Like I've mm. seen so much of it. And what was something I suppose that you really lent into that was like a positive resource, like for your, for your mental therapy or your mental health in that time that really helped you overcome what what you're going through um geez I think I lean a lot into the strong women in my family and like the strong women in my family would be my sister even though she's my baby sister Liza has uh, Eliza sorry I call Eliza Eliza has been my biggest advocate since day one that you know even before like she was my best friend um and she is just somebody that I'm very reactive. I can be quite abrasive and I can just sort of, you know, something upsets me, I just go like, rah. Whereas <laughs> Eliza, I'll, I'll, I'll tell her, and Eliza's sort of the more humble one that goes, hold up a minute, let's think about it. Don't, re- don't respond. Give yourself 24 hours to be not angry anymore. Then respond, Jess, because I guarantee your response in the next 24 hours is going to be different to the response that you would give now and then I look at her and go all right so who is the adult here because what the hell so yeah Eliza Eliza's really helped me and um like my yeah just just for women in my family I guess and you touched on earlier that you had seen a psychologist is that something that you're still doing and did you find that that really helped you look um so I'm not seeing a psychologist because of the show. I was seeing a psychologist because my partner had um, passed away to suicide and I, and I, I, and I didn't feel like I needed to see someone, but I would hate to just, you know, have children one day and it all came out or something. So now everything gets touched on me, my mum, my childhood, everything. But yeah, she helps me with little bits of the show, but I mean, honestly, I haven't really been mentally affected too poorly from the show. Yeah, it sucks sometimes. And, yeah, I do get down. There are certain times where I do get really down. Um, But I've got really, really good friends and family around me and I really lean into them when I'm feeling down. Yeah, I love that. And they always know what to say. Liza always knows what to say. I don't know how. They do. And like your friends and family will always instinctively be protective of you as well. And that's their, that's almost yeah. like, that we, you know, people will carry for other people. If you're not sitting in it and you're not going through it, then you want to protect the other person. So you're always going to be uplifting and positive, bringing positive vibes and high energy to that person because you want them to feel better and you want to be their best support. So it's really nice that you know that you have that and that you can go to those people when you need them. Um, so obviously you are someone that oozes confidence in person. <laughs> And on social media, no matter what, you've got that confidence streak in <laughs> the way you speak, the way you hold yourself. Where does that stem from? Like, were you this as a child? Yes. I don't know what it was. Hey, I have my family called me a foghorn because I'm so loud. And like, I don't realize that I get, and because I've got like ADD, I get so excited. And I'm like, oh my God, guys. And my like family will go, slow it down, Jess relax like I was the kid that um like would get my dad to set up like a concert out in the backyard so I could give my whole family like I'd just make up all these dances and I'd sing to like was it Jessica Simpson I thought I was such a good singer but I was terrible and I was always just like like a like a show pony and all my teachers always said that you're a show pony like like I was always a class clown you know never really uh, I never really took anything serious I was always just like having a laugh and I've always just been this person that 
has been confident. Like I've, I've never had anyone around me to like ever make me feel not confident. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's having like a little sister as well. You know, I just want to like, I want to, I want to be like, so I want to be like the best version of me because so she can be the best version of herself, you know? And, you know, I don't know. Just, yeah, I've always been, I've always been insane, Chris. Yeah, no, but your confidence rubs off. Like it's something that when I've spent time with you, I walk away feeling better about me. And I've always, and I've said that to my husband, Steve, before, like, like like she's just so free and happy and high energy and I, and it rubs off. And I feel that I've got that high personality when, whenever you've left me sort of thing, whenever we get off the phone, like you're just so vibrant and it's so good to see someone on social media being their complete authentic selves, being so raw and vulnerable, but confident in that in that space and confident in that mm. version of themselves you know because so many times we see women being confident and it's this fake version that they're yeah up to be and it's not real because then you meet them and they're all quiet and shy or like you see them in public and they won't come and speak to you whereas I remember one time when I went out with you out for a drink with you oh and God. I think a young boy <laughs> came up to us and was like oh can I get um, my mom's a big fan of the show can I get a phone and you're like why don't you just FaceTime your mom and I'll talk to her and say hi and he's like are you yeah let's talk to your mom and like show yourself in that moment and it was so beautiful to see and it's like yeah as I said it just rubs off whenever you're around you and that that high that high vibe (laughs) my family my family say it as well and you know like obviously like my childhood like I had a great childhood up until my mum um started abusing drugs and then I, I went through like her doing that and you know I had to help bring up my little brothers and then help with my mum's drug abuse and then um and then I had my obviously my partner who passed away to suicide and then I had a partner after him who used to hit me and um I took him to court for everything you know and and my family just look at me and and, and, I, and, I, and I'll be like what are you staring at and they're like Jess Jess like it's like they look at me like I'm a ticking time bomb and they're like, why? They said, you've gone through so much, so much. Even the show, even after my breakup with Dan that broke me, they said, you've gone through so much in your life. Like, how are you still so happy? And I look at it like this. Like, I'm, I, I was brought up in a, in a Christian family. I Obviously, I, I, I have my beliefs. I don't um, go to church every Sunday. And obviously, I'm not the best Christian. <laughs> but I do believe in life that when you have these big challenges thrown at you in life, God's preparing you for something bigger. So I'm going to need all of these life lessons that I've had and all of this heartbreak and all of this, you know, just everything that I've had to learn and grow from because something bigger is going to happen in my life that I'm going to need to have it for. And so, you know, I I feel like, yeah, there could be time. There was times where I've just gone, I've had enough. But I... I just think that yeah, life's just life is such a gift, and it's, it's and it's so nice to just have a smile on your face to people, and and to be nice to people, and to make. I love when people walk away feeling happy, and you know, even on social media, I'll send like a message, I'll reply to a message, and they like ecstatic, and that to me, it's like takes two seconds out of my day. And they're just like so happy, and I love that. <laughs> I hate it when like people don't respond to their their audience on social media. Like it's really it doesn't yeah. take that long. And even if you're inundated, I completely understand that you know everyone's busy. But yeah. it's just being humble and being genuine. And I think that's so important. It's important to yeah. show that kindness. To yeah, everyone. because like it, at the end of the day, it's a, it's an app on your phone. It's the internet. It's not real. If my social media dies tomorrow. 
and my 217,000 followers go, how many people out of those 217,000 can I call at three o'clock in the morning when I'm at the police station because I've done something insane? I'm just joking. <laughs> but, you know, like to call me to, to get some help. Or do you know, laughing? I know. I wouldn't be at the police station, Chris, but you know, who yeah. knows? No, who knows you? But you know what I mean? Like, who, who out of those people yeah. can I call? And it's like, people just need to realize that it's not real. Yeah. And it takes five seconds out of your day to make somebody happy. Yeah, it really does. So, like, I think what, 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 what the dropping point, the, the, the penny that dropped for me with that was when Eddie was in, that's my uh, partner who um, hung himself on the phone to me, when he was in hospital in an induced coma for a week. I hadn't stopped crying. I think it was the second day and I was, I was going to the hospital. I needed to put fuel in and I had my sunglasses on and I was crying because you hadn't stopped crying, like, for two days. I hadn't slept, still cried. I don't know how I had that many tears. But I put fuel in my car and I was sort of looking around and I was thinking, I was looking at people going, everyone's going about their day and no one knows what I'm going through. No one knows that I'm on my way to see like my partner, like in a hospital bed after I've just heard him hanging himself. And so, but from there, I just said, you know what? Like, I'm never going to judge anybody ever again. If they're bitchy to me, if they're not very nice to me that day, because I have no idea. We have no idea what is going on in their lives. And I think that was like, that was really important. And it's something that I try to get across to my followers is that you just don't know, you know, so, so to just give a smile or to be nice or just to, you know, if they're, if they're a bit rude, just to still be your friendly, authentic self, just do it because you don't know that if that, that person's, you know, family members passed away. You don't know if they're, they're, they've got a bad home life or if their husband's beating them or if they've, you know, they've just found out their wife's had an affair or whatever, you know, you don't know. So so yeah, I think you that, Jess. Like it's just such a, an awful thing for anyone to experience, but in your young life to have just experienced that along with the mm-hmm. other traumas I know that we've spoken about that you've been through before quite early on. Um, it's not something that anyone should ever have to go through. And I think that it's really, again, admirable of you to be sharing it so openly with your audience and with me today. And just, yeah, just know that it's important to continue to share that experience because it might help another person who needs to hear that someone else has been through it. Because I feel like, especially on the Instagram space, when we share our, our experiences, someone will resonate. And, it, and if it helps just one person and if they resonate with your story in some way and they take some positivity from it or they can see that the light at the end of the tunnel because you're the light at the light at the end of the, your tunnel, you know, then it's mm. so important to continue sharing because it will just, yeah, hopefully help one, you know. A hundred percent. And I, I totally agree with you. Like I love, I, 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 I get constant streams of messages from women asking for like help with, you know, their relationships or um, young girls being bullied at school or, you know, I did share the suicide thing recently on my Instagram and I got an influx of people just saying, how did you get through it? And I love being able to just help these people a little bit with my own experiences. So, yeah, it's something that I'm very open to and I'm, I'm, I'm and um, yeah, I just love I just love making people happy. I just love making people happy and making people feel good. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm very I'm very very uh, lucky and blessed to have the platform I've got in, in order to do so. 
Now, I do want to digress a little bit. Over the last few months, you've been working closely with some really incredible brands, but yeah. one that has stood out to me is your work with Beaver products. So you're an influencer online promoting sex products. Yeah. I know that this topic is a bit taboo, but it's something that you're quite passionate about. Can you share why working with this brand is just so important to you? Um, yeah, look, so Viva came to me um, asking to promote the sex toy. Mm-hmm. And like I've, as I've said throughout this whole conversation, I have a very young audience. You know, I think my ages range from like 16 to and obviously over. Um so I had to be really, I had to really think about it. And I was like, look, is this something I really want to do? And then Beaver sort of sent me, and I got to see that. So that so Beaver have got like a um a movement behind them. And it, and it's basically like they fight for female empowerment and um, ending sexual or slut shaming. You know, they're trying to break the stigma and the gender. Um sorry, they're trying to break the 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 stigma that they, that people have on men and women. Yeah. You know, like one mind. Yes. Like, um, like, you know, like, like what, we're, what they're trying to actually just try to, to get out there is that like, as a female, you should be allowed to feel however you want to feel and you should be allowed to feel empowered. And I know it's a sex toy, right? But like what they're trying, what, what, what they're trying to get out there with their influences and which, which are all in our captions is, you know, if you want to, like talk about sex or if you want to, you know, make yourself feel good. Like why does it have to be taboo? Why does it have to be something that we, we that as women we don't talk about? Like we should be, be able to embrace our sexuality throughout our lives. It's important. It's, it's a part of like our physical and our emotional health. Um, and so like part of their mission was, is to really help people become sexually healthier and they really aim um, to help people understand that sexuality is a natural part of life and, you know, but they want everyone to be able to have respect and have their own sexual rights. And to go from there, there's like a lot more, but I really, I really resonated with that because that, yeah. I feel women just like it's 2021 and women are still, I don't know, in some way, just like men are, are sort of like, oh, women. Oh, we are because I know I am because I know when I see it online, I get an, it's like an automated body, bodily response. It's just like, oh, wall up don't don't yeah. like that's bad and then I have to correct myself and I'm working on it because it's something that I need to just be better with because it's like almost automated that I judge and I'm like oh yeah like I, I shut shut down on it um but I do think it's really important to have a healthy relationship especially with your sexuality with your body with yourself and to be it's not a bad thing to be educating and inspiring mm-hmm. other women to feel that empowerment as well especially I, I this could be a controversial saying this but young girls because I know that young women don't understand their their bodies, right? And they they start their sexual journeys as young, te- late teens, or whenever that is. You know, eighteen. Hopefully, you know for every single woman in the world. Um, <laughs> I was eighteen, <laughs> but like they start these sexual journeys with their partners or not partners, and it's all about self discovery and things. But you don't know your own body up until then. Do you know what I mean? So it's so important to be sharing this, bringing awareness to this. And I love that that brand is representing just that. Yeah. And because some, and some young women have parents or mothers that have been brought up as, you know, shush, 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 we don't talk about that. Mm. And so they they don't have anyone to like talk to or anyone to like understand how they're feeling. And this is why a lot of young teens or, you know, late teens will rebel. Yeah. 
parents because it's not an open, safe space for communication. I know I'm raising a uh, my stepdaughters are preteens, and I've got a daughter yeah. myself. Right. So they're they're quite young, like they're so far from this, mind you. <laughs> they're, you're they're such a cool mum that I feel like you deal with this stuff. But just seeing their hormonal changes start to come into play and things, it's a conversation that I'm sort of having with my husband right now. Like you know, in you know, a, hopefully a few, fair few years, but there will be a time where we have to have these conversations, and he's super open about it. And I, I'm the one that's kind of like got this wall up because I didn't have that relationship with my mum. I didn't feel that strong connection to be free and to be open and to speak in a safe space with her about this stuff because she's like, you just don't talk about it. It was just shut off, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to create that space for them. And I think it's really important the work that you're doing with that brand. Yeah. Thank you. No, I love working with Viva. And also their sex toys are really good. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. And, and this is a thing, like, I think people really just need to sort of see past the, the picture I post for, for products um such like viva or you know anything to do with like if it's something to do with um personal growth or whatever and see through the picture and actually see the the reason why I'm I'm working with them with that brand because like like I think I posted a picture of myself in a bikini and someone said oh no no oh no wonder it was actually a male I I was disgusted I deleted it he said no wonder you're no wonder girls get um you know disrespected or raped um, because you look at what you're wearing, you're asking for it. And you know what? Like, if I want to walk around with my bikini bottoms on and my tits out, I will. It doesn't mean I'm asking for it. If I want to walk around completely naked in front of a whole group of guys, I'm not asking for it. Like, I'm not, that you, that nothing that you wear ever should make you people think you're asking for it. Oh. And that's the marriage made me feel sick. It's just like, how do we still live in this society where men think that they own us or think that, you know, because we, because we dress sex, I dress, I dress, it's sex, like, you know, sexy for myself. Yeah. I don't dress sexy for a guy. Like I do me because I feel good because I look good in it. Like, do you think I get dressed up every morning and put makeup on for you men? This is, and I just it just baffles me that we still live in this world and it's like people are just so backwards. Yeah, there's some work to do, and I think that it's important that there's so many brands aligning with that right now and that message and mission in in this, especially Australian society, because it's like we've got decades and decades decades of cultural conditioning to break down and break down these stigmas mm-hmm. and these opinions, and you know these men that have these opinions are being raised by women that have been taught to feel a certain way about themselves. And that's why these, these boys and men are being raised. And I want my son to be raised completely differently. I don't, if that, the words left that child's mouth, my God, he would be mouth washed out with soap and sent to jail. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like a perfect example, like, and, I, and I'm, I don't want to throw my brother under the bus, but when my mum went to, when, when she was going through her drug abuse and, um, I think she was going to rehab my we all sort of got sent off um well no she was mum wasn't in rehab I was still with her so but my brother got sent off to live with my nan and now I'm going to throw my nan under the bus here we go um but my nan was very very old school brought up in a household where full like uh, full we're born again Christians um but the male is the male and you and you're not to speak when your man's speaking and and you sort of are just to be quiet and to keep the house clean and things like that and like I'm not like my brother isn't like that, but there are certain little things where like you know he will say, but I'm the man, and I'll turn around and look at him and go like I've heard, like I've heard him say it to his partners before, and I've gone, what the hell did you just say? <laughs> and he's like, 
But he's like, but but I'm the, I'm the man, so she should listen to me. And I like, and I'm trying to educate Reese now, and it, it, and it's it's not he's not arrogant, and he doesn't do it because he thinks it. It's just how we've been brought up. My yeah. nan has put in his head that that is how you are to be treated, and so like I wasn't I wasn't brought up with nan, so I don't. I don't think that. And so now I'm trying to school him at 30 years of age that there is a there you are you are never above, never below, you're beside your partner. You like, you know, if she wants to, if she's got an opinion, that's her opinion. She can have a freaking opinion. You can guarantee his partner, his life partner will definitely appreciate you doing that. Yeah, well, he's getting better. He's getting like, and it hasn't taken me long, you know, for him for me to really point it out to him because this is the thing he's dated women that don't point this out to him. They just sort of bow down and go, okay, Reese. And that's why I turn around and say to them, no, don't let him speak to you like that. And so now Reese has a new partner and she's beautiful. And he's, you know, he treats her like, I've, I've never seen him treat a girl like this. You know, he treats her with so kindly and soft and he takes in her uh, her emotions on uh, and and how her feelings would be if he was to before he makes a, a, an action or whatever like to go out one night or um, whatever you know whereas normally race wouldn't give a two, two craps how long have and, you guys lived together now <coughs> beg your pardon how long have you guys been living together now could that have potentially oh been- we've been living together for almost eight months yeah yeah. And it's good. It's good. It's good. Like um, I'm hardly ever home because I'm always busy. But um, recently, eleven months apart, so we're like best friends. We finish each other's sentences. People think we're like twins. And and I and and Reese really needs me because Reese didn't have a mother growing up. He didn't have a mother figure. And he and out of everybody, like my family always come to me when it's things with Reese. They're like, Jess, can you talk to Reese? And I'm like, Why do I have to? But I'm the only one he listens to, who he looks up to, and who he respects. So. Um, like he obviously respects our family, but he just, I don't know, I think, I think he just sort of is a lot more, um, he just listens to, to me a lot more because he knows that I only have his best interests. And so, yeah, it's been really good to just see him grow like since I've been here, just to be like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's such a beautiful relationship you guys have. I think a lot of siblings would watch on that and crave that as well I know I don't have that relationship with my younger brother we don't actually speak but that's another story Mm. um but yeah and I always wish that we were that little bit closer in age because I feel like we would have had a lot more connection in our relationship so it's definitely something that's really lovely to watch you guys you guys share together and I'm sure he's learned so much from you just living together and you're you're probably learning from him as well just living with a man all the time that's not a man you're dating (laughs) you can observe it's been good to live with him and actually um like, cause I, I knew that he's protective over me, but it's good to actually, like, if, you know, when I come and crying or whatever, something's happened in my life, to actually see the love and, because I never thought Reese really, like, loved or protect, wanted to protect me as much as he did, but now because I'm with him every day, he just is, is so, like, so always there. And, like, if I'm sad, he'll, he'll like, knock on my door and he'll go, are you okay? Like, oh. I'm going to the shops. Do you want me to get you anything? I've never had that from Reese. It's always me being the loving one to him and, so, yeah, it's nice. It's good. I obviously have a great relationship with all my siblings, but Reese and I are very close. That's awesome. Hmm. So, Jess, my second last question. Yeah. What does self-love mean to you? Self-love means to me, um, geez, just being, just loving yourself, looking at, like, waking up in the morning and just going, I am beautiful. You are a boss-ass 
bitch. Like, you've got this girl, you know, and just being like sure of yourself and, you know, not taking in everybody's opinion and just, you know, like taking risks and learning and being, you know, being the, being somebody that's like, oh, whoops, shouldn't have done that as opposed to, oh, maybe what would happen if I did do that or I wonder what would have happened. Um, self-love to me is just being, you know, beautiful to, on the inside as well and beautiful to other people and, you know, breathing, you, you breathe in negativity, you're going to breathe out negativity. So yeah. surround yourself with beautiful people, confident people, successful people, people that make you feel good because you breathe in positivity, which means you breathe it out. Yeah. And to me is what self-love is, I guess. I really, really like that. I think that's a really important um, takeaway from just this episode too, you know, breathe in positivity and then you'll breathe out positivity and, you know, yeah. inhale the bad shit. So what's next for you, Jess? What, what do we got coming up? I know there's always something in the works on the sideline. There's always exciting things happening. So what is next? There is, isn't there? Like <laughs> my life doesn't stop. Um, I deferred from my university uh, last end of last year, just for a small amount of time. I was going through some personal things, so I'm back at school this year, um, and that's exciting. So I've only got five months left of my degree. Um, and obviously the controversial re, uh, reunion, All Stars reunion, dun, 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 comes out um, on the 31st of this month, which is January. Yep. Is yeah. there anything on that on that reunion dinner that you can reflect on right now? Because I'm going to put up this episode the, the day after that dinner. So is yeah. there anything you can reflect on on that dinner that you'd like to share to just to show a bit of, shed a bit of light on how you were feeling and what your experiences were through that time? Look, can we all just say, can we all just agree? Can you write in the comments, guys, if you agree? Um, what the hell happened that night? Like, what was going on? Um, look, I walked into that dinner party wanting to be, just being, wanting to show myself, wanting to show my personal growth, wanting to show the public, not even the public, just to be me. And for people to just not have this judgment on me anymore, you know, I'm still two years on trying to break the stigma of this girl. So I thought perfect opportunity just to show my growth. And I walked in there saying, you know what, I don't want to fight with anybody. I don't want to, I, I want to walk away from this, these two days of filming with no more hostility. I want everything water under the bridge. I would love to mend some, mend some relationships and I just felt confident. I, you know, I was I don't think I, only, I think I only had two glasses of wine at dinner as well. I didn't want to get drunk. Um, I didn't like how I used to all the time at the other dinner parties. If anyone's watching, leave. Um, and I'm very glad I didn't because obviously you'll see you've seen in the, the episode. Cyril, Cyril, Cyril kicks off. <laughs> um, now we're obviously pre-recording this, so I don't know how much they're going to edit the sh- edit out what's what's of what's seen oh. um, on the show. So I'll just tell you now. Um, I walked in the room and I said hello to everybody. I even said hello to Cyril, and Cyril said, "Oh, you said hi to me," and I was like, "Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't I?" And then I kept moving around the room and I said hello to everybody. And Martha and Micah were there, and I was a little bit shocked because I hadn't expected them to be there. I thought, "Oh shit." Um, because like obviously Martha and I we had we have history but we've both had a war of words on the internet with one another and I was just I just thought oh my god please 
don't need any drama tonight. And and Martha, my thing always was, let's get a wine together. The second one, we'd walk in, one of us would walk in and she goes, should we get a wine together, doll? And I was like, oh, here we go, straight for the jugular. And um, she actually wanted to talk to me. I was like, thought, I was like, but she wanted to talk to me about, um, I shared a post on my Instagram about body image and she just wanted to sort of, um, you know, applaud me for it and, and say how articulated and, um, you know, insightful it was. And just basically just say, you know, like I think you really matured and really grown and it's so good that you're using your platform for good things. Um, Ines and Martha obviously also have beef and I did say to Ines, she was at my hotel the, hotel the night before, I said to her, look, I'm not going to have an argument with anyone. If anyone wants to talk to me, I'm so open to it. I am I, I'm going to be, you know, to everyone. And Ines was sitting next to Cyril the second I walked in. She said to me, oh, I can get you and Cyril to be friends. And I thought to myself, I don't really want to be Cyril's friend, but, like, I wouldn't, I'd, I'm happy to be polite and nice to her. Um, and also, Ines, why are you being your friend? Because, like, she didn't say some very nice things about you. But anyway, like, we all tried to come in and have a different, you know, have a different aspect on each other. And Ines storms over to me and Martha. Oh, what, are you two already friends, are you? Like, um, or obviously already drunk. And I said, I said, Ines, I said, we're talking about body image, babe. And she's like, oh, whatever. I'll just let you two talk then. And um, Martha's like, I'll, I'll just, I'll just, I'm going to go. And I said, sorry. And I said to Ines, but I said, Ines, what's going on? And she's like, oh, well, you're, like you've already come in, you're already being a friend. And I was like, Ines, we're talking about body image. And I said that I wasn't going to be nasty to anyone. I don't want to I hate and I don't want to have any hate with anyone. And I said, you're, you're sitting next to Cyril. And Cyril said to me, she's like, oh, you know, that was a bit of a dog's act, Jess. And I said, excuse me? She's like, that's a dog's act, you know, like that's your friend and you um, have upset her. <laughs> and I'm just like, are you women for real? Like, are we not two years over this shit? Anyway, and then the, we went into the dinner party. You all have, would have watched how the dinner party went with Ines and Sorrel just biting everyone's heads off. And then it was my turn at the end of the dinner party and Sorrel said, she, I say, Sina caught my eye down at the end of the dinner table and she said, come down. And, and I, I said I was open to talk to anyone. So I walked down and I walked down and I had a smile on my face because I didn't I wanted to look inviting. I wanted to look like I was open to any sort of conversation. Um and she was the first thing that come out of my mouth was, first of all, wipe your fucking wipe your fucking smirk off your face when you talk when you're talking to me, bitch. <gasps> oh god! And I was like, I'm, not, I was like, I was like, I'm not smirking. She goes, you fucking are. <laughs> I can't. I can't. And I was like, Cybrell, I have that much Botox. My face doesn't move. Oh, <laughs> anyway. I, know. I was like, but anyway, Cyril, just tell me what's tell me what's on your mind. Tell me what's on your mind, doll. And she goes, why did you make comments about my my relationship and my son in the media? And I said, first, I said, well, well what do you mean? She goes, you you spoke about my you spoke about my son in the media and my relationship. <clears throat> and I said, Cyril, I'm not having this conversation with you. You're clearly intoxicated. You're agitated. You're not using your words and you're angry. So I'm going to move. And I moved away. She followed me, um, sat on Ines. So Ines didn't defend me once in this whole thing. Sat on Ines and she then she goes, I want to know why you made comments about me in the media. So I said, all right, here we go. Like I'll give you what you want, right? 
I said, Sarel, I never made comments about your son in the media. I made comments about you and Eden's relationship being fake. I was asked what I thought about it. And I said, if I'm honest, I feel that the relationship is fake and is for publicity because Eden asked to do the exact same thing with me, but I was working things out with Dan. And I, do, I, I was catty back then a year and a half ago when I made the comments. I said, because honestly, I, who would want to roll over every day and have a look at that? And that's what that was mean. That was mean to say that. But that was like me coming off the TV show. I was a bitch back then. Like I, and and, and in Cyril, Cyril had some choice things to say about me in the media as well, about my family, about my friends, about me. So she's not, you know, she's not one to, I, and I didn't even bring it up because you know what? It's it's a year and a half on. I didn't, I didn't care. But anyway, she goes, yes, you did. You spoke about my son. And I said, Cyril, and don't worry, I've done my research. I said, Cyril, I would never speak on anyone's son. I said, all I was, I was asked to comment when Eden, when there was like cheating allegations came out about Eden and Cyril. So Eden cheated on Cyril. Um, and it was, I think, I think at the time, Cyril was like four months pregnant or something like that. It had just come out um, and that she was pregnant. And I said, look, normally these two are a couple that I would comment on, but because Cyril is, I said, Cyril is pregnant. She's under a lot of stress. Um, she's obviously got a lot going on. I would never want to add any stress to that because there is now an, an innocent child involved. And there is one thing I'll never touch on and that is children. And that's all I said about her son. Like, I, I think there was, I think I got, I got stopped by paparazzi the day that I flew in to film it. And they said, is there anyone you're worried to, to meet or to bump into? And I said, obviously, Cyril. But I said, um, <clears throat> but it's been two years on. She's a mum now. Hopefully she's matured. Oh, well, God, didn't that just freaking take her for a ride? So she's like, but you spoke about me like that. And I said, but it wasn't nasty. I'm just saying, like, having a child should in some way make you make all these little comments that we make about each other on the internet, not even important. Like you're like, I don't know. Like I, and then, and it was said, it was, um, I can't really give you too much now because of, this is going to be next Sunday, mm. but um, she was, she was um, basically told by the whole group, like your actions do reflect on your son, unfortunately. And you can't be this angry, hostile person because you treat your son to be an angry, hostile person. You, and, and she puts something up on her Instagram saying, I'm going to teach my son to defend himself, rah, rah, rah. 110% teach your child to defend themselves, but don't teach your child to be angry and to be nasty. Like she was waving her hands in my face. And at one point, because I didn't give her the bite she wanted, she threw an entire glass of wine on me. And she had to be restrained from throwing a glass water jug at my face, like restrained, like held, like, like I'm trying, you can't see a video of me, but like, like bear hugged by someone. <laughs> and um, toxic was, environment to be trying to entertain Australians, you know, that's what you're there to do, entertain Australians via a fake television yeah. show that with a fake dinner and you've got someone that is so hostile and toxic just deflect like projecting all of their negativity onto you and everyone. everyone it was everybody got a dose of Cyril and it was just disgusting you know what like this reunion was supposed to be about personal growth where you've where you've come like where you're at from the show what you've learned where you are now and 
Cyril went, walked in that, to that dinner party being the exact same Cyril she always is. And I'm sorry, but as I said before, hurt people hurt people. Cyril is clearly very um, emotionally, and I don't know her, her history, so I can't speak on it, but she is clearly got some emotional damage there that she hasn't touched on or she hasn't been able to fix or having a son hasn't helped her fix or you know, she, there's, there's love missing there. There's love missing there because nobody acts like that. Nobody speaks to people like that. And they, they show back, they do show a little bit of our, um, of like they said, okay, now let's look at the brides of season six. This is, this is next Sunday, guys. It's a little like sneak preview. Um, probably get into trouble, but whatever. <laughs> and it's all of us, it's all of us fighting. We're all fighting. You know, they like, they just like put all like a collaboration of all of our fights from that season into like one video. And I was just like this. Like my face, my mouth was just hanging open. Like I can't believe we used to speak to each other like that. I can't believe we used to be like that. And then Cyril pops up and says, "Well, Jess, why don't you speak about my son in the media?" And I said to her, like I, I explained it again, what I said and what I hadn't said. And I said, "But you know, Cyril, like from the bottom of my heart, if you have carried this hurt for a year and a half, not reached out to me and and, and said anything, you've waited till you've got a whole bunch of cameras in front of your face." Um, if you've held on to this for a year and a half, I am sincerely from the bottom of my heart, sorry, because I would never want another woman to feel like that. I would never want anyone to carry so much hatred for a year and a half. And she couldn't take it. She couldn't take the fact that I was just, that I'm not Jess, that Jess anymore that she knew. She couldn't take that I wasn't being reactive to her. She couldn't take it that I didn't throw something back at her. She couldn't take it that I didn't yell at her. And so, yeah, you'll see, you'll see later on what happens. And I hope you girl in public can can really notice how much you've grown in, in that dinner and how you've changed in the last couple of years. And even though I suppose, you know, Cyril may have made the wrong choices in terms of her hostility and arrogance and, and her actions being quite toxic, but I hope that Australians can see after the series, the seasons that have followed your, your season six, the damage that people can do with their words. And I hope that they can just give her a little bit of love and a little bit of non-judgment and just be like, yeah. she's fucked up, but let's remember that it is a TV show. Like mm-hmm. she did do the wrong thing and that's awful that you went through such a toxic environment. Like I'm so, such a hostile sitting yeah. to sit down and have dinner and catch up with people that, you know, you met met years ago. It would have been a really nice opportunity to speak about your growth and what you're doing with your, your business venture and all of your social media I stuff. Did. It would have been amazing, but that was kind of clouded by yeah. glasses and whatnot. And I did have those conversations with people, and yeah. but I but I know that the editing will probably overcloud that, and they'll want the drama. Yeah. But um, <laughs> you know, I like Cyril has recently has already put something up on her Instagram about like, yeah, I threw wine at Jeff, and yeah, it felt good. Nineties threw wine because I couldn't throw punches, and I responded on my Instagram. And normally, two years ago, Jess would be like, blah, 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 you know, just spew a whole bunch of incessant shit that doesn't make any sense. But I actually said, you know what, like I don't have any hate with Cyril. I don't have any hostility. I wish her nothing but the best. And so, yeah, like as you said, I do hope the public can see that it is a TV show. There is a lot of heightened emotions. There is alcohol involved. Um, And, you know, yeah, it's wrong for her to throw wine at me. But, I mean, if that's how she wants to be, that's how she needs to be. But that won't, that won't. um, Oh, it's never acceptable to physically harm another person. I think that just should be. Just should be oh scared. yeah! Oh yeah! It's disgusting, and it's very hypocritical because she had one thrown on her from Martha, and she hated it, 
And then she does the one thing that she hates to me. Like, what? Anyway. But yeah, so that's that's um that's in the works. And then, you know, obviously I'm, I've always got something going on. I'm there's always something in the pipeline. Appreciate that. I know, I'm so excited to see what's <laughs> Sorry, I don't have corona either, guys. I just got dry throat. <laughs> I'm so excited to see you in 12 months' time where you're at with your beauty school and everything in between because I just feel like you're going to be kicking goals this year. So can't wait to see what's coming in 2021 for Jessica Power. thank you thank you for having me on today i loved it i was so excited oh thank you for being here i'm so grateful to chat with you thank you for listening to today's episode of inside out i really want to grow in this space and make sure these stories and experiences are heard if this episode resonated with you i would love to hear from you Please leave me a review and hit subscribe to ensure you don't miss our next conversation. Please also join me on Instagram and let me know what you thought about this episode at Inside Out with Chris. I can't wait to share more with you really soon.